give the Lord the highest praise. Let's welcome evangelist Nathan Morris. Come on and give God a mighty shout of praise. Oh, come on, church. He's worthy of it all. What a mighty God we serve. I want you to lift your hands all over this place. Listen, we don't need to break through tonight. God is already mightily in this place. But Father, we have come tonight. Not for any man. But we've come to meet with you. We come into the Holy of Holies. Now let your glory rest. Let your Shekinah glory rest upon every life. I command every sickness, every disease, every bondage, every stronghold, every lie of the enemy to be broken tonight in Jesus' name. I command every tormenting spirit, every curse, go now in Jesus' name. Father, we pray tonight for revelation. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. Let your fire fall mightily in this place. For Lord, you have chosen us for such a time as this. May we not miss it. May we not sleep through it. But may we be awakened that this is our moment. Right here, right now, in your presence to be changed from glory to glory. And the people of God shouted, Amen. Oh, that wasn't a shout. I said shouted, Amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated tonight. I just want to say to all the doubters, who says you can't have revival on a Wednesday night? Look at this. Can we give God praise in this house just one more time? I kind of tell you what a privilege it is for both myself, my wife, Rachel, and my whole team to be ministering in Calvary again. You know the life of an evangelist is an unusual one. You guys get to come to your home church every single week. Some of you even get to sit in the same seat every single week. But as an evangelist, you weren't made to sit, you were made to go. But people don't realize when you're traveling every single week and you're ministering every single week that you need people in your life that will pour into you. You know, I always say the problem is with evangelists, they don't go to church. And there's a problem with that. Because if you're not careful, everybody needs to go to church. I said everybody needs to go to church. 
Everybody needs to sit and be preached to and ministered to. That's why we are so thankful that God has given us a home. That He has given us Pastor Jim and Don Rayleigh that welcome us and embrace us and minister to us and put their arms around us. Oh, come on, give God a praise for Pastor Jim and Don Rayleigh. And I want to thank this house. Every time we come in, you treat us with such grace. You love us. And you don't know how much it means that when we come, we can come to a house that I don't feel strange. I feel at home. They're just as radical as me. They love the fire just as much as me. Can we thank God for the fire of the Holy Ghost? We're not ashamed of it. We love the presence of God. Somebody say amen. Well, tonight we're going to pray for everybody in this place. If you need a miracle in your body, then we're going to believe for miracles. We serve a God of miracles. Can you say amen? You know what God does in Africa, around the world, He does here, right here, right now. You know, I'm tired of Christians talking about miracles for the third world countries. Who thought of that idea? What a load of nonsense. The same God of Africa is the God of the United States. He's your God. He's my God. He's a miracle working God. He's a way maker. Somebody say amen. You know, I'm not going to preach for long tonight, but I do have a word that is burning in my heart. This is a brand new message that the Lord laid deep in my heart. It's been burning there ever since. I believe God's going to speak to somebody today and your life's never going to be the same again. I'm not going to preach for long as I said, and I know every preacher says that, but I'm really going to try and not preach for a long time. Because I already feel the glory of God. When I came in here, I felt the glory of God just start to fall upon me. And I know God is going to do great things in your life. How many want the fire of the Holy Ghost tonight? I don't know whether you've seen the news. Whether you're someone that keeps up with world news. But if ever we've needed the fire of God in our lives, we need it right now. We need the anointing of God. We need the Word of God. I don't just want to be a church attender. I want to know the Word. That that Word becomes a fire in my heart. That I'm not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but I know in whom I have believed. Because God has a plan for your life. I said God has a plan for you. I want you to turn in the Word of God, please, to the book. Of, I, of Psalms chapter 24. How many were here on Sunday morning to listen to Pastor Rayleigh? Wow, look at all those hands. You know, I came home and I got to visit Sunday morning and I was sat in my seat and when Pastor Rayleigh began to read the scripture, I nearly fell out of my chair. Because for those of you that were here on Sunday, you'll know that this exact scripture is the scripture that Pastor Rayleigh preached from. Now, I can't preach as good as him, but I've got to obey the Lord because I believe God's got a word for you. Psalm chapter 24, and I'm going to read from verse 7. Lift up your heads, O gates, 
and be lifted up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Lord, bless your word tonight. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, my brother. Tonight, I just want to bring a short word to you, just a few thoughts that I believe God wants to speak to this house, speak to your heart. I, I felt the Lord give me the title, The Gatekeepers. I want to preach to you the message called The Gatekeepers. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 verse 14, he said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Jesus said that you are the light of the world. His glory reigns in you. His light shines through you. He says a city cannot be hidden. That's why you weren't made to fit in. You were made to rise up. You weren't made. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying to you. That's why you never fit in all your life. That's why you try to blend in the world and every single time you think, I don't know why I don't fit in. It's because you were made to rise. You were made to stand out. You were made to be set apart. You were made to be set aside because God said, I'm going to shine through you for my glory. You are a city. The kingdom of God will rise. That's how you know you've got the anointing on your life. I don't need to fight for a position. I'm not a competition. I don't need to fight for a title. Because when the anointing's on your life, God will cause you to rise from the ashes, rise to a place that no devil can take you out. You are a city set on a hill. That's why Peter said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You are God's special possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's what you've been doing tonight. That's why you've been hollering. That's why you've been shouting. Because you were made to praise him. The one that brought you out of that place. Out of the sin. Out of the bondage. Out of the darkness. And he stepped you into the light. That's why you praise him. I'm tired of preachers telling you that you just got to praise God when, you get, when he gives you a promotion. You got to praise God when he gives you a Porsche. Give me a break. God, we praise you because you sent your only begotten son. That you loved me before I even knew you. You died. You shed your blood that I might step into the light. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Church, don't ever take this for granted. Don't ever take what you're feeling right now for granted. It cost God everything. 
Do you know where you're standing right now in the spirit? Angels fear to tread. Oh, I got to preach that again. When you step into the holy of holies, when you feel his glory in this place, do you know that angels fear to tread in those places? And yet God says through the blood, you can come with boldness. You are a special possession, a chosen people, a royal priesthood. It's time that, that you broke some the, the lies of the devil off your life. Some of the condemnation, some of the guilt, some of the shame of your past. You need to break free tonight. You need to tell the devil, I am a royal priesthood. I'm a king and a priest. I was made to praise him, to minister to him, to give him glory, to give him adoration. I ain't who you say I am. I am who he says I am. Give God a praise in this house. That's the power of a risen savior. That he might get hope to the hopeless, strength to the powerless, victory to those who are defeated. That he might bind up the brokenhearted, comfort those who mourn, bring healing and restoration to the mind, body, and the spirit. That we are called the sons of God, the righteousness. The righteousness of God. Don't ever tell me you're not, you don't, don't ever tell me you're insignificant. Don't ever come to me anyway and tell me, well, nobody loves me. You are not insignificant. There is nobody insignificant in this room right now. That's why I'm tired of putting preachers on a pedestal. Half the time they get so dizzy that when they fall, we're shocked. Let me tell you right now, what God has placed on every one of our lives is still as precious. It's still as important. It's still as holy. It's still as worthy. God's called you for such a time as this. We are all significant because Jesus said, if it was just for one of you, I'd have died. I'd have still shed my blood. I'd have still paid that price. He said, you are a chosen generation. See, I want to talk to you for a moment about the presence of God. Because Pastor Rayleigh, he, he won't be annoyed that I say this. When you strip it all down, when you strip the screens down and the lights down and you take the carpets out and you take all these great, these great instruments out of this room, when you strip it all back, if we just came in here and we had no instruments and we didn't have any talent, guess what would be here? It would be the presence of God. It's all about His presence. The Bible says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near. We step into the Holy of Holies. Whew. The presence of God. The glory of God. 
I remember during the legacy conference where the glory just came in and I remember pastor being stood there for an hour and a half with his family just nobody moving nobody saying a thing because when his glory comes he's more than enough and hear me I don't want anyone to be offended but you don't need tinkling on the keys when the glory comes <laughs> you don't need me to say a word he's more than enough that's why I just pray in my heart that you're not just a church attender. That you've had an encounter with the glory and the presence of God. The Bible says in Genesis 28, he tells the story of Jacob. Jacob was a con man. He was a trickster. He was a racketeer. He comes to a desolate place, wandering, stumbling through his life. And when he comes to the desolate place, he lays on a rock and he has a dream. And the dream radically changes his life. God shows him his glory. He shows him angels descending and ascending. And when he wakes up, he said, this is an awesome place. He said, God was here and I didn't even know it. My God, I'm preaching to somebody right now. This whole time, that glory was here. This whole time, that power was here. This whole time, that angelic activity was taking place. But I wasn't aware. I didn't know it. Isn't it incredible? That everybody goes to church... But not everybody leaves saying, wow, this is an awesome place. Some of you may have not had an awesome experience with God for years. See, we come to church. We listen to the preach. We rate it one to ten. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I didn't like it this week. He was off this week. But there are some that come into a place with God that when they step into the presence, they say, this is an awesome place. I want to ask you a question. Have you encountered that glory? Have you encountered that anointing? Have you been in a place? See, I'm not just talking about church. Because you can have an awesome place at work. You can have an awesome place even though all hell is let loose. See, I just had somebody on my program, a preacher, and we were discussing it. I said, you got to practice the presence. You got to practice the presence of God. You got to practice the anointing. See, when you learn to practice the presence of God, what took you 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, you get to a place in the anointing in the presence of God. You close your eyes and you're in an awesome place. You can get a place in the Holy Ghost that you're walking down the street, you're in the supermarket, you're in the mall and suddenly you step into an awesome place. 
Some of the greatest words I've ever had from God. I was just walking on a field, just walking, having a morning walking. And suddenly God, he downloads a revelation in my life. I'm like, God, this is an awesome place. See, you can fold your arms all you want. You can rate this message from 1 to 10. But there are some people tonight that will go and say, this was an awesome This was the place where I got my breakthrough. This was the place where God broke into that situation. He healed my body. He set me free. This, this Wednesday night is an awesome place. I feel like preaching to somebody right now. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 46, verse 9, God instructed Ezekiel. He said, when the people of God come to worship, he said, those that enter through the north gate, they must leave through the south gate. He said, those that enter through the south gate, they can't come out the same way. He said, those that come in the south gate, they can't leave through the same gate they entered. They got to leave through the opposite way. Why? Because when you come into the presence of God, you shall never be the same again. You don't get... You don't enter the same way you came in. That's why Paul said, I'm being changed from glory to glory. From glory to glory. I will never... Same again. See, Jacob said, This is an awesome place. And I love the last line. He said, This is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. See, all that God has for you, everything that God has promised you, your destiny, your family, your ministry, the breakthrough, I want to tell you where you'll find it. You'll find it at the gate of heaven, and the gate of heaven is the presence of Jesus. It is the power of the Holy Ghost. See, I started reading the word. Is this okay? Can I keep preaching? What is the significance of the gates in the word of God? Because if there are gates into the realms of glory, I want to know about it. <laughs> See, when the Bible speaks of gates, it speaks of access. You see, you can't have gates without walls. See, with God, some people try to jump over the wall instead of go through the gates. Instead of doing it the way God says it has to be done. But Jesus said in John chapter 10, He who jumps over the wall is a thief and a robber. If you want to enter into God's blessing, if you want to enter into the realms of glory, you've got to go through the gates. 
Psalm 78 says that the Lord loves the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. What are the gates of Zion? See, the gates of Zion speaks of the new covenant with God. It is the church of Jesus Christ. It is the coming kingdom. It is the glory and the realm of the kingdom of God. God said, I love the gates of Zion more than the dwellings of Jacob. Why? Because we don't serve a God that just wants to dwell behind a veil. We serve a God that tore the veil in order that the gates would be opened. That he might dwell in you, through you. He said, I will walk with them. I shall dwell within them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. The gates. The gates speak of your breakthrough. The Bible says Ephesians 2.18 for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. God, we want revival. You got to enter through the gates. I don't care what preacher you have come and stand in your pulpit. I once had a guy offer me and give me a, an offer of $70,000 if I would come and bring revival to his church. I've never told that publicly ever before. But the reason why I tell you it is this. I was looking at a guy and I thought, you have no idea where I came from. You think that any man can bring revival? You think that just because there's an anointing on your life that you're going to bring revival to his church? You better get a grip. You got to enter through the gates. You got to come the way he says you got to come. There are no shortcuts. There's a price to be paid. God says, be holy, for I am holy. you got to enter through the gates. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching right now. See, Psalm is said in 118, open to me the gates of righteousness, and I shall enter through them. I shall give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate. Oh, you better hear me. Those of you who have ears to hear, you got to hear me right now. This is what the Bible says. This is not my opinion. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous will enter through it. God was trying to give you a key. He said, your praise will open the gates. That's why God has been speaking it this whole night. He's been telling you all night in the spirit through the worship, give thanks. If you want to open the gate, you got to praise me. You got to press in. You got to shout it out. Give thanks to the Lord. Now I know why the psalmist said, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. See, 
See, what will bring the breakthrough in your life, it's not necessarily what you think, it's what you speak. God said, you want to open the gates, you got to open your mouth. Well, you see, I just like to praise God in my quiet time. No, 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 that's worship. We're talking about praise. We're talking about something that costs you. It doesn't matter what your emotions are. It doesn't matter what your situation tells you. Praise comes from a place of faith. It says praise is going to open the gates. Because when I step in, I'm about to get a breakthrough. I'm about to get a miracle. If I can just step into Open up the gates. was a warrior David was a fighter now I know why he said your praise shall continually be in my it's not just in my heart it's in my see God said I will inhabit I'll inhabit what comes out of your Some of you are going to get it in a moment. Because some of you are about to speak to that cancer. Some of you are about to praise God for your healing. Somebody's about to open your mouth and say, Gates, open up. I'm coming in. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God said, I'm going to speak a word out of what you've spoken. When Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, he didn't think him out. He didn't wish him out. He spoke him out. See, there's something we need to learn. We need to grow in the, the anointing and the Holy Ghost. Because some of us are thinking some things that we know is God and we don't let it out of our mouths. I had to learn and heal him. When I prayed for the sick, I stopped asking God like he was a three-way conversation. Come on now. Uh, I don't have time for this. This is not my message. But you see, I see people praying for the sick like this. Well, Lord Jesus... We know you heal. So Lord, if you would just heal. Jesus never told you to do that. He said, I've already anointed you. I've already given you the word. Now speak it. Speak it on my behalf. You are an ambassador. Cancer, come out of that woman. Blind eyes, open now. Deaf ears. See, when you speak it, the gates start to open. The gates that have been closed begin to open in your life. Somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph.
Turn to the person next to you and say, it's in your mouth. Yeah. The gates of his presence, the gates of his glory, the gates of his anointing, the gates of breakthrough, the gates of salvation, of healing and restoration. It's in your I gotta miss some out. I ain't ever gonna get through it. But you see, in Revelation 21, God speaks of the New Jerusalem. And He said, John said, I saw the New Jerusalem, the city of God. It said He had 12 gates. On every gate was a pearl. See, when God speaks of 12, He's speaking of established being established that's why Paul wrote after you have suffered a while that he will establish you see we serve a God of government of dominion of order of process many times we want a breakthrough but we've not been through the there were 12 tribes God took part of the light from the day by 12 hours. He said, I'm showing my government within creation. See, when you put God in his rightful place, you see the Bible teaches us that the kings were seated at the gates. The kings were seated at the gates so the people could see the king. I'm trying to preach to some of you. You got to put God in his rightful place right here, right now. You want the dominion of the king. You want the order of God. You want his governance in your life. You've got to put the king in his rifle. See, I've got to move on. I've got to move on. I wish I could preach to you about the cities of refuge. That God is establishing cities of refuge across America right now. Churches that have opened their gates. Churches that are standing at the gates of the cities. Standing at the gates of their families. Standing at the gates and saying, God, we're ready. Come and do whatever you want to do. You see, I believe this is the house. This is one of the houses that God is going to make a city of refuge. A place where the broken, a place where the hurting, a place where the rejected can come. And they will see that our God is a God of refuge. He's a God of restoration. He He's a God that opens the gates. See, I feel the Holy Ghost right now coming upon me. I'm going to preach for another five minutes. See, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 9, chapter 10, He said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. But Jesus previously said in John chapter 10, he said the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. See the gatekeepers in the Old Testament, they were the Levites. They were worshipers. 
God said, I'm positioning them at the gates. You see, at the gates, the Bible teaches you in Amos that justice was administered at the gates. He said, hate evil, love good. Let justice be established at the gates. The gatekeepers were the worshipers, but they guarded the gates. They stood at the gates of the Lord because they knew that whatever was going to flow in, whatever was going to flow out, they had to watch. See, that's why, fathers, if you don't pray, you're giving the enemy a doorway. If your wife does all the praying, you're, you got a problem. Because you were called together in one accord. There's an authority that God has put on Jim and Don really, not only for their family, but for this house. God said, I'm making them gatekeepers. I'm making you a gatekeeper over your family, over your business, over your ministry, over your family. He said, I am the gate. But the gatekeeper opens the door. See, I believe God wants to pour out his spirit in our generation. I'm talking about something we've never seen. I'm talking about a revival that no building will ever be big enough. It will be broadcast around the world on world headlines. The people are lining for days to go to a church service. Why? Because somebody, somewhere, a church, a people will contend with God and say, God, we want to be gatekeepers. We open up the doors. We open up the gates. Pastor, God has placed this church as a gateway. Because God said, if I can find a church, because if God could just find one to shake a nation, if he's already birthed a church, the East Coast had better get ready. I said the East Coast better get ready. If you know that God has given you the anointing on your life, if you know that there's a calling on your life, if the God has made you a gatekeeper, I want you to holler right now. I want you to shout unto God right now. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. See, when you study it, it means that those gates that were on hinges were rusted closed. They were ancient doors. They were stubborn gates. Is there anything that's so stubborn in your life that it's caused something to dry up? Is there a gate of bitterness that has been rusted closed and God wants to heal you but you just won't open the gate? See, one of the, one of the, 
one of the most heartbreaking things is when I meet people in the house of God and they come to me and they tell me their pain and they tell me their bitterness but they don't want healing they want justification for the way they feel and if you tell them look I don't have the answer but his name is Jesus I don't have the words but Jesus does I don't have the presence but Jesus is he can heal you you just got to open See, what shocked me was this. In that scripture, there's a line that I'd never seen before. It says, lift up your heads, O your gates, be lifted up your ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. And then suddenly the Bible says, who is this King of glory? you telling me that when God Almighty is entering through the gates you have to ask him who he is you see that voice was the voice of a gatekeeper he was the gatekeeper that said who is this king of glory he was guarding the gates he was positioned there he was supposed to recognize the moment recognize the one who saved him he said who is this king of glory doesn't that remind you of the five foolish virgins that didn't have enough oil in their lamps their gates were closed and when God started to pour through the gates, their gates were rusted shut. I'm telling you tonight, some of you got to lift those gates off the hinges. You got to kick those things wide open. You got to say, Lord, let your glory flow. Let your anointing flow. Let your healing flow. Break the lies up of me. God, open up. Who is this king of glory? See, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, this is revelation. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates. The gates of hell shall not prevail. See, when you study that, it, those gates mean the gates of a prison. But when you study the word, it means an expanding prison. What God said is, I'm going to raise up some gatekeepers that know how to take some territory, that know how to take the gates of hell right off their hinges to take back what the enemy has stolen, to take back your children, to take back your marriage, to take back your joy, to take back your peace. Are there any gatekeepers that are ready to prevail? Give God a shout in this house right now.
See, Galatians 3.29 says, if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Can I read one of the promises that God gave the seed of Abraham? God said, you will possess the gates of your enemies. I said, God, what do you mean? God said, tell my people, I'm going to give them the strength to overcome every lie, every accusation. They're going to possess every access point that the enemy has had in their life. They're not just going to overcome, but they're about to take territory like never before. Yeah, some of you have been fighting generational stuff. Yeah, you see it manifesting in your children. But I'm here to tell you tonight, if you open up the gates, you're about to possess everything that the enemy has tried to access in your life. Somebody shout, open up the gates! See, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, please don't get offended because we're about to lift the roof off this place. I'm telling you, miracles are about to break out. Because this whole time I've been preaching, I've been saying to the gates of the presence of God, let the gates be opened. Let your glory come down in this place. But you see, some of the modern Pentecostals, we took that scripture and we brought it all the way down to this. Satan, I bind you. Okay. Now, I don't want this to kill my meeting. Because some of you might get offended. But I don't believe Jesus simply meant in that moment, all you got to do is say, Satan, I bind you. Jesus said, I'll give you the keys. I'll give you the keys to open the doors that should be closed. I'll give you the keys to possess what the enemy thinks he's got on lockdown. <laughs> I'll cause the people that hate you to open the door for you. I'll give you the keys. I'll open the door that no man can close. See, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent, he has sent me, you. Here we go. 
Here's the first binding. To bind up the brokenhearted. See, that's really what I believe Jesus meant. He said, it's not just as simple as saying, I bind you. He said, no, you're going to go and you're going to open doors that the enemy thinks and lock down with the prison of hell. He said, to proclaim liberty. the captive and the opening of the prison to them that are bound God said if you go I'll open gates that you don't even possibly think or imagine. I'll open the windows of heaven. I'll open the gates of my glory. And no devil in hell will stop it. If you use the keys, the keys of every gatekeeper of the kingdom. See, you know what I find tragic? The man that was at Gate Beautiful. Pastor, the Gate Beautiful is the Eastern Gate. It's the gate that the Son of God will come back and enter into Jerusalem. That's why you see it. I've stood on the Mount of Olives. I've looked at it. It's stoned up. It's like the devil says, I gotta shut that gate. I gotta block that gate. your question before you come out for the fire of God because when you get the fire of God tonight you better get ready there's a price to pay but hear me who's sitting at your gate beautiful who are you walking past every single day who is begging at the gate beautiful when you have the keys God said to me in these last days I'm going to raise up the gatekeepers. The ones that will not allow the ancient doors to remain closed. See, when the kingdom comes, it looks like something. It sounds like something. I felt tonight I want the worship team to come because we're about to lift up a praise. 
we're going to open up the gates if you need a miracle in your life you're going to come right here if you want the fire of god you're going to come down here if you need to get aside with god and say lord forgive me cleanse me fill me again then you're going to get in the aisles this is not church as normal because somebody's gates are about to be opened you don't hear me i said somebody's gates are about to be opened Say, Lord, make me a gatekeeper. Anoint me. If you believe it, I want you to shout unto God. Just begin to worship. somebody right now with trauma to the brain somebody suffered trauma to the brain you have a brain injury there's some kind of bruising on your brain a swelling on your brain God is healing somebody right now with a trauma in the brain if that is you come to me quickly right now Bring him to me. Holy, holy, 
But God is telling me, I don't know whether you're online, I don't know whether you're in this building. But somebody was diagnosed with schizophrenia. God told me just then, I mean, it wasn't audible, but I, it felt audible. God said, tell them I'm healing schizophrenia right now. I'm breaking it from their mind right now. Also, there's a family, there's a family in this room right now. I feel like you're a couple, but your son, the son attacked his mother. The son of the family attacked his own mother. And it has broken your heart. But God said, I'm going to bring him to his knees. 
even this night as you praise me I'm going to melt his heart God said I'm going to restore it I'm going to make it whole again in Jesus name I release you right now come here come here Caleb, be restored right now. Now! God is healing three people in this room, three people that you have severe like irritable bowel syndrome but it's very severe I'm not talking about just an upstick stomach I'm talking about something that literally drains you of strength you can't eat hardly eat this is controlling your life if that is you just come here right now God's gonna heal you God's gonna set you free right now where is the person that you have a growth like at the back of your mouth Somebody has a growth. I, I, I feel like it's in the back of the jaw and in the throat. Whoever that is, come to me right now. God's going to shrivel it. Put your hand there right now. Be made. Oh. Put your hand there, woman of God. Put your hand there. Put your hand there, woman of God. Put your hand there. There's glory on you. There's glory on you, mama. There's glory all over you. There's glory. 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 We don't open up the gates, open up the gates, open up the gates. Somebody's left ear, somebody's left ear is being opened right now. You're, it's not just deafness. There's some kind of, like something is leaking out of the ear. But God is healing your left ear right now. You're feeling a popping in your ear. Whoever that is, raise your hand on me right now. God is healing your ear. What's wrong with you, brother? Jesus, 
I command spines to be made whole in Jesus' name. I command heart disease to be made whole in Jesus' name. I command throat cancer be made whole right now in Jesus' name. I speak in the mighty name of Jesus for lungs to be made whole right now. What's wrong with you? Your lungs.
to me tonight he said two things happen at gates he said coming and going coming and going the Lord said there are some things that are leaving your life there are some issues that are leaving your life the Lord said depression is going the Lord said doubt is going the Lord said financial issues are going the Lord says fear is going the Lord said cancer is going. They say, he said when the gates open, some things leave and some things come. I want you to begin to praise the Lord right now. Raise your hand for everything he's sending out that's not of him. Come on, we are decreeing that the doors are open. And what needs to go has got to go. Depression has got to go. Fear has got to go. Anxiety has got to go. Cancer has got to go. Rebellion has got to go. Iniquity has got to go. Addiction has got to go. Bondage has got to go. But listen, there's coming. There's coming. The Lord said victory is coming through the door. Peace is coming through the gate. The Lord said joy is coming through the gate. The Lord said healing is coming through the gate. I decree that the gate is open. Stop, you never stop working. 
Lift up your voice. Give the Lord a praise. Give the Lord a praise. It's opening the gates. It's opening the gates. It's opening the gates. It's opening the gates. The King of Glory shall come in. The King of Glory shall come in. Now, here's what I heard the Lord say. The Lord said, my people won't leave because my people came to get it all. How many of you came to get it all tonight? Come on. I want everybody to slip out of your seat right where you are. Slip out of your seat, everybody. Most people right here, but just move out of your seat right now. Just move out of your seat because the Lord is about to open the gates over your life. The Lord is about to open the gates over your life. I see financial breakthroughs coming through the gates. Come on now, come on now. I see miracles of healing coming through the gates. I see lost children coming through the gates. Come on, I see lost children coming through the gates. The King of Glory. He said, when I come through the gates, I'm bringing miracles with me. He said, I'm bringing breakthrough with me. Nathan, I feel this in my spirit. I hope we can work it out. I'd already asked Nathan that coordinates your schedule. Are you free in August on the first Wednesday night? We have scheduled person after person after person for this Revival Wednesday. I could never settle on August. I believe it's because Nathan is supposed to come back at the beginning and the end of the summer. That Wednesday night. But here's what I feel like the Lord said to do. We are about to have a whirlwind Holy Ghost anointing service right now. We are going to move through. Pastor Josh, where are you? Pastor Don, where are you? Nathan, Evangelist Nathan Morris, some of your team. We're going to move through. And when we land hands on you, we're going to impart to you in the name of Jesus a season of open gates that this summer you see supernatural breakthrough. Make a little noise if you say, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. We're gonna move through, I want everybody, we're gonna move through. We're not even gonna dismiss the service. We're not even gonna close the service. But how many of you say, this is my season for the gates to open? Come on, raise your hands, decree this after me. Say, in the name of Jesus. Come on, say, in the name of Jesus. The man of God, preach to me. This summer is my summer. The gates of heaven open over my life. In the name of Jesus, I receive it. Now go, son. Go, daughters. I want you to go. We're going to lay hands on you right now. Just hold your hands up.
we decree and we declare. God, as we have laid hands on people over and over again, you said to me, no longer are the gates opening. The Lord said the gates are open. I declare that healing manifests in families this summer. I declare that supernatural breakthrough, supernatural financial miracles, supernatural direction. Somebody say, Lord, the gate is open. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now we decree and declare that every attack of the enemy that would try to bind you up, every attack of the enemy that would make you try to doubt what God has said tonight, we rebuke it and take authority over it. And we release the hand of God in Jesus' name. Now, if you received everything that happened on Revival Wednesday, I want you to give the Lord a clap and a shout. We're going to do one thing before we leave. I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Is that the key? Can you get that key for Courtney? Come on, I want you to thank him right now. Sing, honey. Come on, for open gates, raise your hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're always good. You're always good. Your love endures. I give you praise. One more time. Come on. time and say you're always good you're always good your love endures I give you now reach over and take a neighbor by the hand and Pastor Dawn I want you to come and close us in prayer I want everybody to look at me right in the eyes you hold that neighbor's hand and Pastor Dawn's going to close us out but everybody look right here you know in June that I'm going to be doing the Charisma Conference and that's all about revival. I believe God is up to something. We've just decided, I got word from Charisma. They were going to charge $89 just for the expense of that conference to defray the expense. But I talked to the man that's organizing it and we're gonna open that conference up for free. We're not gonna charge not a dime and we're gonna trust the Lord. Now, I want you to go in the back. If they're there, I want you to sign up because it doesn't get any cheaper than free. Come on, somebody. 
But then on top of it, I'll be there. David and Nicole Binion will be there. I just start naming names. But it's going to be straight Holy Ghost revival in Orlando. We're going to take a we're going to take a bus from here, at least one, maybe two. It's, as radical as Calvary is, we might have to take three or four. Can I get a witness? But I want you to be a part of that. But then next month for Revival Wednesday, we're going to actually have Revival Tuesday. And this is because on the 4th, everybody goes for fireworks. Don't they? They all go to watch the fireworks. Well, guess what? You don't have to go somewhere else for fireworks. On July 2nd, we're going to have fireworks here that are just as big as the cities. Come on. It's going to be incredible. What we want you to do is bring your neighbors that wouldn't come normally to church, but they'll come, and we're going to have a huge celebration, fun and games for the kids, and then we might just sneak an altar call right in there in the middle of all of it. How does that sound? July the 2nd, we're going to pack the grounds. The, the, the July 3rd, thank you. Hallelujah. When you make an announcement, make sure you know what you're talking about. But listen, July 3rd, it's going to be awesome. And then the first Wednesday of August, we're going to bring Nathan back. And I think we ought to go ahead and pack the house out. How about you? Can I just tell you guys at the beginning of this summer how much I love you, how much I thank God for you, how blessed I am to be your pastor, how, how proud I am of you, that every time we bring somebody here, they always leave and say, this is my favorite place to preach in the whole world. It's because you're so stinking hungry. Hallelujah. You are, you are a blessing to my life. And I appreciate you. It is an honor to be your shepherd. I'm telling you, this summer is going to be mighty. God's going to do big things for you this summer. Maybe you're not a part of Calvary, but you're underneath this umbrella tonight. So I speak over you. God's going to do great things for you this summer. How about that? How many of you feel like the gates are open? Hold up that neighbor's hand. Pastor, don't pray with us. Father, all we believe we can say right now is just thank you. Thank you for every healing. Thank you for every touch. Thank you for every heart, Lord, that's been mended and, Lord, life that's been healed. We give your name all the praise and glory for it, Lord. Now, Lord, as we go from this place, let us not lose this fire. Let us not lose this passion. But, Lord, let us be light and a testimony everywhere that we go for the remainder of this week and bring us back safely on Sunday morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, but also the women, Saturday, a day of prayer, right in here from 10 to 3. Cheryl Salem will be here from California. She is fired up. So you don't want to miss that day. It's going to be another day of God's presence and glory and healing. And when there are things that happen when women get together and pray. So join us here at 10 o'clock this Saturday. <laughs>